Tate Chronicles now transmitting. Welcome to the Tate Chronicles on Healthcare Now Radio. And now, here's your host, Jim Tate. Good day, citizens of the free world, from border to border, coast to coast, and to all the ships at sea, I bring you a warm welcome. This is your correspondent, Jim Tate, and thank you for tuning in today to the Tate Chronicles. Join me as we cut through the fog that exists at the leading edge of healthcare technology. My guest today is none other than Mr. Jeff Fallon. Jeff brings more than 30 years of healthcare and technology experience to his role and leadership at Evideon and Vibe Health. Those entities are at the forefront of creating what is often referred to as the hospital room of the future. Jeff, welcome to the Tate Chronicles. Hey, Jim. Thank you so much for the introduction and the opportunity to speak today with you and your listeners. I'm uh, really fascinated uh, to always ask folks, Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself in particular. How did you end up uh, at at Vidion and and Vibe Health? What was the path that that led you into this? Yeah, yeah. So as you said, it's 30 plus years and it's been a uh, a terrific journey for me that I'm, I'm very proud of and, and humbled at the opportunities that have been given to me and the trust that's been afforded me as well. So my current role, as you said, is the CEO and chairman of the board of Evidion, which is the company, and Vibe Health is the smart hospital platform that we sell to hospitals. I came here um, coming up on four years ago after 28-ish years in the um, business of healthcare and sort of 20 of that is in medical device, pharmaceuticals, most Mm -hmm. of that with Johnson & Johnson in the uh, corporate roles, leading some innovation projects with some really tremendous hospital systems um, like Cleveland Clinic and Geisinger. Um, And then the last kind of 12 years in two stints with other terrific startups in the patient engagement technology space. And I just say that what I'm really excited about is what's ahead in the innovation work that we're doing with hospitals across the U.S. I know we'll talk more about that, but I just feel like mm-hmm. the, the mission for making a difference for hospitals and the nurses who care for people in hospitals has never been more important. And technology just is a very important lever on that mission, and, and we're just excited and humbled about the opportunity to, to help in that mission in some small way. You know, um, that's one of the things that uh, technology can improve things. It can also uh, be an impediment uh, in some ways. Often it can be a two-edged sword, so I'd like to dig into that a little bit. Uh, the, sure. the platform Vibe Health, has, uh, I've heard it referred to as a modern care experience platform. What does that actually mean for the patient? Well, if you've been a, a patient in a hospital or even visited a patient in the hospital today, you'll notice that the primary interface for a patient in a hospital bed continues to be in most hospitals across the United States. Um, really, 1970s technology called uh, a nurse call button. And in this world of smart technology giving us instant access to really highly specific contextual information at our fingertips. That's just a paradigm that's ripe for extinction. So we just think about this this modern care experience platform. If you think about the um, patients who are in a hospital bed for a reason, it could be like a life-threatening diagnosis or something really joyous like the birth of a new baby. But whatever's going on, whatever got that patient in the bed, Everybody in that circumstance wants information and they want control or at least the sense that they're 
involved in the important decisions and matters and not just a patient number and a diagnosis code kind of laying in a bed, mm-hmm. meandering through the maze that is the healthcare system. So Vibe Health is about putting highly personalized information at the patient's fingertips and doing so using intelligent integration to hospital IT systems, not least as the electronic medical records, so that it's efficient for the staff, so that patients just better understand what's happening for them. They're better prepared for life after the hospital. They're better, they're more in the loop as to their plan for care while they're in the hospital and out of the hospital as well. And they get things like um, the, when the staff comes and goes in the room, the TV announces the picture, the name, and the title of everybody that's coming and going. They get short videos about their clinical condition to understand uh, what they're going through, the procedures, the medications, the diagnosis, and the like. So it's really about taking that idea that we all have incredibly important information at our fingertips at the moment's notice and then bringing it into the hospital room because it's just not there at the moment otherwise. You know, one thing from the provider side uh, that I really liked I saw is uh, as part of Vibe Health is information. I guess it's really for the providers that's outside the patient's hospital room. Uh, and uh, long ago when I worked in a hospital, somebody uh, was in isolation. Uh, often there'd be a piece of paper, uh, scotch tape outside the door. Or if somebody was hard of hearing, you wouldn't know it. But uh, describe a little bit about that um, signage that's available out, could be available outside patient doors that gives providers for the end of the room information about that patient. Yeah. So we use smart televisions, and they could be, frankly, just a smart display that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the television as well, and tablets um, and smartphones in many different ways, largely inside the hospital room. The TV on the on the wall is always going to be there. We make it smart and connected to the electronic medical record so it's personalized for that patient. But as you say, we also put tablets outside the patient room adjacent mm-hmm. to the door. Yes. So instead of using the kind of sticky notes, as you say, Jim, um, to help the staff know what's going on in, in the room. Sometimes they've got colored flags or magnets. Or whatever. I remember those. Give, I remember those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that idea is is very right, but the execution is certainly not ideal in this day of technology, right? It's not real time. Um, it's not dense information. It's a, a few important data points, but it's not every important data point. So we can use Vibe Health as really the cornerstone for what a hospital room of the future looks like. And we can use these digital displays outside the room so that there is um, HIPAA compliant informatics presented to the staff or whoever is approaching that room to understand a myriad of different important um, information. So maybe the patient is NPO, maybe they're in quarantine, maybe they're in the process of dying, uh, maybe they, you know, there there's no, uh, you know, nothing nothing by mouth. I think I've said that already, right? But you get the idea. Um, all of this information can be grabbed from the electronic medical record and then presented on the digital display so that it's updated in real time. And it's simply like a traffic controller looking at this um, field of information. The way that we can present this uh, through colors and icons can be not just HIPAA compliant, but instantly recognizable to the staff that is used to and trained in, in the use of this thing. So this kind of um, this kind of data-dense smart display 
real time presenting information that the staff needs and the patient needs at the point of care at the right moment can also be applied to digital whiteboards inside the room. So it's another either a tablet or, or a smart display presenting other information like maybe the staff. I mean, if you think about the information that gets is supposed to be put on these um, dry erase boards that we call whiteboards sure. in every hospital room today. It's mm-hmm. the best practice, right? But it's just they're they're rarely updated in real time. They're rarely fully completed. But like any technology, we can wire these things together so that it is real time. It is complete. It is data rich and doesn't require the, the nurse or any other clinical staff to manually update um, this stuff. So the manual, the lack of manual update is is um, incredibly important information for reducing risk and improving reliability in a hospital today. So we're just excited about hospitals or how hospitals are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And as you said in your question, not all technology, and I'm pointing at electronic medical records, is has necessarily been a boon to the efficiency and satisfaction of the clinical care team, right? I, I kind of think of that EMR is data plumbing or wiring in the walls of hospitals. It's really, really important. But what we're doing is making better use or or additional use of that data information. And it's the finally the kind of technology that enables nurses and, and everybody on the care team to do more in less time while also improving patient satisfaction. Well, uh, you've really uh, underscored the point there, Jeff, and uh, that's a concern sometimes I have that uh, uh, technology can be utilized to really bring efficiencies to things that are routine or repetitious or the gathering of data that can be done maybe in electronic ways, uh, and it could be time-saving, uh, but how do we make sure that time saving goes towards actual care of the patient. I'll give you one example. We can certainly put uh, a patient in a, in a hospital bed uh, and have an automatic blood pressure cuff, check their blood pressure every four hours. But if a human actually comes in and performs that and touches the patient, speaks to the patient, I think we would all prefer that as human beings. So there's a real... Um, a delicate balance, I think, uh, in here that uh, care is uh, uh, isn't sacrificed at the I guess the altar of efficiency or productivity, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So the technology applied can't it, it has to enable more care, not yes. less care. And the, the idea is not. Uh, I, I love your analogy, Jim, or your example of automatic blood pressure cuffs. Um, using automatic blood pressure cuffs or smart technology at the bedside as we do can't be about keeping the nurse out of the room. What it needs to be about is enabling the nurse to do more more work at the top of the nurse's clinical authority, at at the top of their Mm -hmm. licensure. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean... Um, coming in and manually checking blood pressure as your example, but it can mean the the nurse is still coming in and doing things with the patient, albeit uh, more kind of clinically critical things. So we're, we're really about enabling the patient to cause non-clinical tasks to be done by non-clinical staff and not interrupt the nurse from doing 
clinical work to take care of things like getting, you know, uh, ice chips at the bedside. Certainly, there's a human element to somebody bringing ice chips to the bedside, but there's, you know, there are other much less expensive, much less time-constrained staff on hand that can bring the ice chips to the room. And the nurse is involved in counseling the patient at the bedside related to higher-order kind of clinical tasks. So we can, using a, a tablet or a smart TV in the room, if the patient has an issue with the temperature of the room cleanliness or any of these really kind of lowest common denominator sure. age caps questions, um, the patient can communicate via the platform to the right department electronically that something's going on that needs to be done so that they're not just hitting that 1970s nurse call button, interrupting the nurse sure. or somebody mm-hmm. at the nurse's station um, to take care of the non-clinical task. And so, you know, it, it really is not about removing nurses from the human touch or keeping them out of the room. It's about ensuring that they have the time to do higher priority, more clinically dense, mission critical kind of clinical interface with the patient and not the, you know, not the non-clinical administrative types of Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. um, We want to take, uh, of course, as much advantage of technology without sacrificing any of the, you know, the, uh, see, the, um, it's a kind of the balance of high tech. Uh, you must also make sure that stimulates, um, you know, the high touch side of things too. Uh, we can't, we can't lose that. That's, that's what the word care means. Um, how is Vibes Health, um, approach to smart technology shaping the hospital room of the future? I mean, is it changing rapidly? What do you see going ahead, moving ahead? Yeah. Um, well, the hospital room of the future is certainly changing quite rapidly. We see more and more hospital systems launching demonstration projects that they term hospital room of the future, or patient room of the future, or the like. And what we're doing with those clients that have those is really a cornerstone of what that hospital room of the future will look like. But I'll say that as futuristic as all of this sounds, it just kind of speaks to the, the, the low bar for better in hospitals today. And that's not an indictment of what hospitals are, are um, doing to date. It's just a statement about, you know, where, where they are. What they're aspiring to do is now closer to reality than ever before. And all these things that we're doing that's come across as sort of Star Trek technologies in the patient room, uh, we're really proud to say that they, they're already live in hospitals all across the nation. So it isn't actually rocket science. Um, it actually is deliverable. The future is available and live right now in, in all of these ways that I've described today, but even more that I haven't even touched on so far. So we're excited that the next five years, hospitals are certainly accelerating the adoption of these technologies and the, this a great resignation for nurses has landed on them in an incredibly difficult way, causing huge financial strains on the organizations of hospitals. And the answer, the shorter answer, path to an answer, I should say, is not um, just throw more money at hiring more nurses. It's kind of a zero-sum game, our sense is, until the, the uh, training of more nurses becomes... Mm-hmm. You know, much greater than it is now, but we believe that the force multiplier of technology, such as things that we've described today, is absolutely the shortest path to better 
for hospitals to enable staff to do more with less. And if you think about what's happened in every other industry, like whether it's the banking industry or the airline industry, where they've applied technology to move tasks from a, uh, you know, a, a person like, excuse me, <clears throat> like a teller. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to, not to equate nurses to tellers, there's there's a whole different thing there. But I think the the uh, analogy is is reasonable. It actually has served to move tellers, bank tellers, to an entirely different level of interface with the the market of you know bank consumers. And the same thing will happen in nursing um, as you take menial tasks or non clinical administrative tasks away from nurses. They're able to operate at higher and higher levels. So that's the answer to this nursing staffing kind of a problem. And so hospitals, all of the hospitals that we work with are seeing the use of this technology in the room, such as we do at Vibe Health, as a lever on the huge nursing problem that they're all facing today. That is the ROI that they're calculating on making this investment. If you're joining this episode, I'm Jim Tate. And on this episode of the Tate Chronicles, I'm speaking with Jeff Fallon, the CEO of Vidion. You know, Jeff, you mentioned uh, labor shortages. Uh, you know, more and more we hear about the labor shortage, especially among uh, nurses in healthcare, has driven this concept of traveling nurses where hospitals are uh, literally trying to lure nurses for three months at a time uh, to their geographic area to, w- to work in their hospital for these three-month contracts, things like that. So, uh, obviously, uh, nobody likes that. Um, it is not good for patient care. Uh, it certainly is not good for the healthcare community because you have uh, folks coming in and out of the community. There's, uh, you know, issue of uh, of team building there, um, and so right as as you mentioned, anything that can lessen the burden on what nurses have to do uh, can help help us back off that crisis. And it appears to be somewhat of a crisis. This nurse shortage. Yeah, it absolutely is, and, and I'll say that um, the the cost of these travel nurses is one very obvious and painful um, challenge for hospitals today. But I'll, I'd like to point to the mm-hmm. issue of reliability um, that is a risk yes. when you have nurses coming and going, and they're they're not. Of wired into the how things are done around here-ness of a particular hospital. So Correct. using Vibe Health to wire in a repeatable, sustainable process for engaging patients in their own care, educating them about whatever has them in the bed, using short videos that are automatically launched by it because of an integration to the electronic medical record, writing that back to the electronic medical record so that everybody knows what patients have been educated and what maybe what their comprehension was, what's the preparation for discharge. It's just an example of if you don't have technology like Vibe Health that's automating this kind of a task and many others, then you're relying on this transient nurse who may have never been in your hospital before and may only be there for a month or weeks or a couple of months at best. Hopefully, it's as short a time as possible, given the economic impact of these um, travel nurses. Um, 
if you if you don't have technology to automate and standardize and improve reliability around the processes that you've invested in as mm-hmm. a hospital system, then you're relying on that that person who's a not incredibly um, well versed in your processes and b maybe not incredibly vested in the long term success of those processes. Not to indict the intentions of nursing. It's just a it's just a fact of you know when you're when you're not acclimated to a new process and you know you're only going to be there for a short period of time sure the tendency will be to you know you, you're just not going to absorb it as all all as well, well. so we really believe that reliability is something that will improve when you use technology like vibe health in the patient you know, as well. that's, that's a good point just as you talk about it, jeff I, I can see that the more those uh established workflows um are integrated into a system, they kind of become the guardrails somewhat uh, to to keep things on track somewhat. Um, we only have about five more minutes, but I, there's a couple other questions I want to get to. You are a thought leader in this space. And so the whole issue of technology and healthcare, there's some areas I'm concerned about, like to hear your thoughts, that maybe don't have anything to do with uh, the uh, patient experience in, in hospital room or encounters, but uh, the whole uh, sometimes digital divide. Uh, and the, the concept I'm thinking there is that many hospitals or uh, practices you go to now, instead of checking in, there's a kiosk. In 20 years, everybody would be used to kiosk, but right now everybody's not used to kiosk. And so uh, some folks have no trouble, but other folks, because of that so-called efficiency of technology of, of kiosk, are being penalized because they're, they're on the wrong side of because their computer experience or they don't know how to take a picture of themselves or something like that at all. And so, uh, you know, we saw the same thing with airlines uh, where they, you know, they have to have somebody out there helping people with the kiosk. I was at a practice, a large medical practice the other day, and they still had to have somebody out there showing people how to use the kiosk. So uh, uh, I, I, uh, we've got to make sure that as these technologies come on board, uh, we're not leaving folks behind. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I do believe that um, what the data says that I think it's 84% of American households have a smartphone yes. and a, a, little, a little bit fewer than that have a computer or a, a tablet. But still, it's it's quite ubiquitous. There is a part of the population that is not as technologically savvy, um, but I believe that percentage decreases um, and, and will continue to decrease um, over time. I, that said, the, the interfaces for technology, whether it's a check-in kiosk, as you say, yes. or a bedside interface such as we present for a, a host of different technologies that the hospital wants to bring into the room need to be super intuitive. And I think that even if you're not incredibly technically literate or don't have your own smartphone, it is, it, it, it is, uh, it should not be rocket science to navigate this. I think the television percentage, percentage of households in the, America that have televisions it has been even higher than smartphones. That might be declining um, today as we so many cut the um, cord. Um, <laughs> but that increases the technology burden on the on the um, user, right? When you move from yes. a broadcast or or a cable television to a smart TV, like it actually is 
orders of magnitude more complex to, to just stream things on television, yet more and more people are doing it. So I'm just optimistic about that people are showing themselves to be quite smart enough to navigate things like a check-in kiosk and things like a bedside interface like like we're offering um, to them. And I, it's just not... Uh, it's just not a trend that will continue. We will all become strong adopters of technology. But and then the last thing that I'll say about, about that is in terms of the access to information, if, if you hospitals that are investing in bedside technologies like Vibe Health are doing so, one of the levers uh, or one of the right reasons that they're doing, doing this is because they want to ensure that they're creating a consistent and equitable digital experience for every patient that comes into the hospital. Whether that patient has a smartphone a phone at home or a okay, computer or whatever, if you're relying on the patient to have their own technology to receive the information they're going to need to have the best uh, clinical outcome, and the most satisfying inpatient experience, then you're leaving out a, a pretty large variable, as you say. Not everybody's got this stuff. Not everybody's um, really wired for this. So they're investing in a bedside application like Vibe Health to ensure that everybody has the same access to the same kind of engagement, the same information, the same mm-hmm. um, control of their inpatient experience because they, they believe that it truly makes a difference and they don't want that variable to be, um, did the patient have their own um, thing when they came in here? We're going to give it to them. So I think that's a, an important thing to, to, you know, to remember <laughs> is that if, if you're not doing this, you're, you're really leaving yourself most vulnerable um, or leaving the people that are most vulnerable, those that don't have this kind of technology in their hands, you're really leaving them out of the equation. Yeah, absolutely. Accelerating that. And, and, you know, um, I'm kind of glad we ended on this, though, because the work that's being done at Evideon, uh really has to do with that uh, interface <clears throat> and that uh, whether it's on the provider side or the, or the patient side, you know, that's where uh, we can increase adoption or push people away, depending on uh, the ease of that interface, if it, if it makes them feel comfortable or if it makes them feel that they're not smart enough to do the interface. Um, we're almost totally out of time, Jeff. So how can our listeners find out more about Evideon and, and Vibe Health? Yeah, you could go to our website, www.evideon.com, or just Google Evideon or, frankly, Google Vibe Health, and you'll come up with lots of information. We're easily found on on LinkedIn as well, and I'm quite active there. If anybody would to reach out to me directly, feel free to ping me on LinkedIn. Happy to be connected to everybody and um, just looking uh, all the time for like-minded folks that are uh, similarly on the mission to make things better for patients in hospitals and nurses who are caring for those patients. Well, to our audience, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Take Chronicles. And of course, a special salute to my guest today, Jeff Fallon of Vidion. Jeff, thanks for coming aboard today. Thank you, Jim. It's been great talking to you. You can find more information on this show's program page at healthcarenowradio.com. Until we meet again, here's wishing you smooth sailing and safe harbors. Tate Chronicles transmission ending now.